0: Shalom Alechem, my sweetest friends. I didn't actually expect this war to go on for so long, but since it is, I'm going to continue dedicating every episode to the success of our soldiers in battle wherever they are, the returning of all the hostages, the refuah shlema, the full recovery of everybody who's been injured or sick, the comforting of the families of those who lost loved ones, and the continued unity, bezrat Hashem, of the Jewish people. This week I have two stories for you. The first story is about a chassid of Reb Menachem Mendel of Kosov, who was one of the upstanding members of the community. And Baruch Hashem, his daughter was getting married. And he comes to the Rebbe and he says, Rebbe, you know, I just barely make ends meet and I really need help marrying off my daughter. I don't even have one ruble to pay for the wedding. Please, Rebbe, give me a bracha and an etza, a blessing and advice as to what to do. And the Rebbe said, my advice to you is to travel to Romania, to the town of Jassy, and there you will find success. And the Chassid said, well, Rebbe, there's just one problem. I don't have a passport. And you know, the authorities don't really want to give Jews passports. So how am I supposed to get across the border? And the Rebbe took a piece of paper and wrote a letter. And he said, you're going to go to a certain house next to the border. You're going to show him my letter, and everything will be taken care of. And the chassid said, okay, Rebbe, so I get across the border. And then what? And the Rebbe said, but I told you already. And the chassid said, what did you tell me, Rebbe? I must have missed something. He said, go to the town of Jassy, and you will have success there. So the chassid understood. No more questions needed to be asked. He took the letter, went back home, and told his wife he's going to Romania. And she said, but what about a passport? He said, I have a passport from the Rebbe. And he shows her the letter that the Rebbe wrote. And his wife looks at her husband, and she said, Well, I guess if the Rebbe told you, then it really is a Rebbe passport. She packed him some food, and that night, he went to the house next to the Romanian border. And when he knocks on the door... The person there was very suspicious because the authorities were always watching him, suspecting that he was trying to smuggle people across the border. And this Jew simply shows him the letter written by the Rebbe in Yiddish. He says, "This is from my Rebbe, Reb Menachem Mendel." And obviously, the man was a Jew. He reads the letter. He says, "Come inside." They waited until three o'clock in the morning, and then, in the middle of the night, when no one was looking, this Jew took the Chassid and smuggled him across the border. And now he was in Romania, and he wasn't exactly sure how to get to the town of Jassy. But sure enough, he finds a sign, and he's walking for a few hours. And he arrives around 5 o'clock in the morning. The sun was just coming up, and there was no one in sight. And this chassid didn't even know what he was supposed to be doing there. So he figured he better find a place to sleep, and he didn't sleep the night before. And he had a little bit of money to stay in a hotel. So he's standing there in the town square, waiting for just a single soul to come and ask, where is there a hotel? And as he's standing there with his little suitcase, out in the street, waiting for the sun to come up, one of the first people that walked out into the town square was a very distinguished looking person, wearing modern clothes, but clearly a Jew. Now what does it mean wearing modern clothes in those days? It means that the Jews had their clothes, and there were people who were assimilationists that were trying to integrate with secular society, and they didn't want to stand out as a Jew, so they dressed like everyone else. Now in those days, all the men had beards, or these big mustaches, and people wore hats and coats, so it wasn't like today. You could easily be a religious Jew and dress like the Goyim. But somebody who really wanted to be a Jew would remain dressed distinctively as a Jew. So this Chassid was surprised when this very modern-looking person came over and started speaking with him in Yiddish. And he said to the Chassid, where are you from? The Chassid said, well, I'm a chasid of Reb Menachem Mendel of Kosov, and my rebbe sent me here. So the distinguished-looking Jew, he says to the Chassid, come with me. And they start walking. And the chassid said, you know, thank you for your kindness, but I'm looking for a place to stay. Do you happen to know where there's a good hotel or a hostel or something? And the stranger said, yes, of course I do. I know a wonderful place. And the chassid said, well, you know, I don't have a very big budget, so I just have to make sure I can afford it. And the Jew in the modern garb, he said, well, it happens to be my house. And my house for somebody like you is free. I hope you can afford that. So the chassid was a little surprised because obviously they didn't know each other. He'd never been in Romania his whole life. He didn't know who this guy was, what he was doing, and he was a little suspicious. But the modern-looking Jew, he said, don't worry, please come with me to my home. I promise you everything is fine, and I'll explain to you what's happening. So they get to the modern-looking Jew's home, and the chassid sees there's a mezuzah on every door, and he sees there's utensils marked as meat and dairy, so he assumes that it's a kosher home, and the stranger brings the chassid some tea and some cookies The chassid is very happy to be in a warm home, and he's tired, and he's not sure what to do. He says to the stranger, thank you for your kindness. The truth is, I really don't know what to do. I'm here because my rebbe sent me. And the stranger said, yes, I know. The chassid said, really? How did the rebbe get in touch with you? He said, well, I'll tell you my story. Many years ago, there was some rebbe that came from Poland whose name was Reb Menachem Mendel. And at the time, my wife and I had not been blessed with children. We'd been married for many years, but we didn't have children. And my wife encouraged me to go to this Rebbe. People say he could do miracles. And I went to him and I said, Rebbe, please give us a blessing to have a child. And I promise if we do, I will give 10,000 rubles to Tzedakah, to you, Rebbe. And the Rebbe gave me his blessing. And a few days later, he left. And a year later, my wife gave birth to our son. The only problem was, all I knew was the Rebbe's name was Menachem Mendel. I didn't know where he was from, I didn't have his address, and I didn't know how to repay my debt. And every day for years now, I was hoping that either somehow I would run into the Rebbe, or maybe he would come back here and visit again, and then I would be able to pay for the blessing that he gave me, as I promised. And every day I would say to Hillam, and I would beg Hashem, please Hashem, you gave me such a blessing of having the son, but I have to pay back my debt, what am I supposed to do? And it pained me so greatly. Every night I would go to sleep and ask Hashem for help. And last night I went to sleep and your Rebbe appeared to me in a dream. And he said, Do you remember that you have a debt to me because I gave you a blessing that you would have a boy? And I said, Yes, Rebbe. I've been begging Hashem for years to be able to pay back the debt. And your Rebbe said, Well, I'm sending you now one of my Hasidim. And here's how he looked. And he described you exactly as you appear. And the Rebbe said to me, I want you to go find him. He'll be standing in the town square. Bring him home and hand him the full 10,000 rubles. If you wake up now and go to the town square, I promise you, you'll find him standing there with a suitcase. And so I woke up. And it was almost 5 o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't sleep anyhow. So I got dressed and started walking out to the street, to the town square. And who do I see standing there? You, the person that the Rebbe described. The exact picture of what he described. And so I went over to you and I said, please come with me back home. And then the modern looking Jew, the stranger, went and took 10,000 rubles out of his drawer and hands it to the chassid. He said, please, when you get back home, tell your rebbe that I paid off my debt and thank him for me for the blessing that he gave us. And the chassid was very grateful. And by chance, one of the stranger's friends came by the house. and He said, what's going on? And the stranger said to his friend, you see this chassid here? Remember years ago I got a blessing from a Rebbe to have a boy? And they said, yes, of course, everybody knows. He said, well, I promised to pay 10,000 rubles. And here the Rebbe sent me this chassid to collect the money. So the friend of the stranger, he said, you know what? I also want to participate in helping for the wedding. And he went home and brought some money. And several other friends came and brought some money. Everybody, in order to participate in the mitzvah of Akhnasat Chatan kala of marrying off a Jewish bride and groom. And after they said a few l'chaims, the chassid went back home. And as soon as he walked into the Rebbe's room, the Rebbe said, now I can sleep at night. Because that modern-looking Jew had been davening every day and every night to be able to repay his debt. And now I can finally rest knowing that his debt has been repaid.
1: Shomel, <speaking in Hebrew> Sheree, Yisrael. Yami Oval, Yami Oval, Yisrael. Yami
0: one more story for you. There was once a very rich Jew that came to the Holy Rebbe, Rebbe Yaakov Aryeh Guterman, known as the Holy Raziminer. And he said, Rebbe, you have to help me, please. My wife is beside herself with sadness. You see, we've been married for many, many years, and Hashem has not yet blessed us with a child. Please, Rebbe, my heart and my wife's heart are completely broken. We'll do anything. Please, Rebbe, bless us to have a child. And the Raziman the Rebbe immediately said to him, How much money do you have? And the wealthy Jew said, Rebbe, of course, I'll give you a very big contribution for your help. But what does my wealth have anything to do with a blessing for having children? And the Rebbe simply repeated the question How much money do you have? And the rich man said, Well, you know, I have to do an accounting. It's not so simple. I own property, I own livestock. I have gold and gemstones. So the Rebbe said to him, Go back home and do an accounting. Sell everything that you own and bring all the money to me. So the rich Jew didn't know what's going on, but he knew that Rebbe could do miracles. And for some reason, the Rebbe needed all of his money. Went home and told his wife, and she said, Sell everything. Do as the Rebbe says. Took him a few days, but he sold everything. And now he had a huge sum of money. Everything he owned and he brought it back to the Rebbe, and he places it on the Rebbe's table, and he says, Rebbe, this is everything I own. I sold everything, and here's all of the money. The Rebbe took the money, moved some books on his shelf behind him, and placed the money there, and pushed the book back over the money. And then he turns to the rich man, and he said, I bless you to have a child. So it goes without saying that the rich man was no longer a rich man, because he gave away all of his money to the Rebbe. And he was a little confused. He had no choice but to start begging. And people were shocked to see such a wealthy Jew completely penniless. But he knew that he had given everything away in order to have a child. And if the Rebbe was truly a tzaddik, then he and his wife were going to have a child. And sure enough, less than a year later, his wife gave birth to a son. (laughs) And they were so grateful to the Rebbe for his blessing. They'd been married forever, and they didn't have any children. They knew it could only be this crazy thing, that the Rebbe decided to make them poor and take all of their money, but it was worth it, because now they had a child, and it turned out that even though they were dirt poor and they couldn't really provide for their son, their son was a true Torah genius, and everything he learned he remembered, and he even outlearned his teachers, and the teachers above them. He had a photographic memory, and the parents couldn't be happier. For many years, the boy kept learning in greater and greater yeshivot, until eventually he was 18 years old, and it was time for him to get married. And Jews from all over wanted their son to marry their daughter. And it didn't take long to find a good match for their son, but they had one problem. Even though the girl was so sweet and such a good match for their son, they needed to pay for most of the wedding, and they needed money to support the couple after the wedding. And this Jew and his wife had suffered for 19 years without any money. And he said, Hashem, you know, I used to be rich. What am I going to do now? I don't have any money to marry off my son. I gave it all to the Rebbe in exchange for the blessing. And then his wife says to him, so now go back to the Rebbe and ask him to help. It's true. He gave us a blessing in exchange for our wealth. But now he can give us a few rubles to help us marry off our son. And so he walks into the Rebbe's room. And it had been 19 years since he's been there he said, Rebbe, I'm sure you don't remember me, but I was here many years ago. And the Rebbe said, no, I remember you. And the Jew said, you know, Rebbe, my son's going to get married. And the Rebbe said, Mazel Tov. And he said, well, Rebbe, you know, since I gave you all of my money, I've been very poor. And the Rebbe said, I know. And the Jew said, well, Rebbe, I kind of need a loan to marry off my son. Would you be willing to lend me some money, please, Rebbe? And the Rebbe said, no, I'm not interested in lending you any money. And this Jew says, but Rebbe, I used to be so rich. I could have supported hundreds of weddings. You made me poor, Rebbe, and I accept it. I accept being poor in exchange for my son. But Rebbe, all I'm asking you is to borrow a little bit of money. And the Rebbe said, you need money? And he said, yeah, Rebbe, I need money to marry off my son. The Rebbe said, if you could have back all the money that you gave me in the past, would you want it? And he says, yes, of course. So the Rebbe reaches behind him to the bookshelf. And moves a couple of books and pulls out the stack of money that this former wealthy Jew brought him 19 years before and he hands it to the Jew. Here's the money you need for marrying off your son. Wow, this Jew had been poor for so long and now he was super wealthy again and the emotions were just going up and down. He didn't know what to say. He said, Rebbe, it's not that I'm not grateful for what you did for us, but you held my money for so many years and I didn't know that you had the money. I figured you spent it. Rebbe, I'm sorry. I'm confused. I don't understand. And the Rebbe said, It's very simple, my sweetest friend. When you first came to me 19 years ago, I looked in the gates of heaven, and I asked, Why is this couple still without children? And no matter what I did, I saw the gates of heaven were closed to you. So I decided to go through a back door. I took all of your money, and I set it aside for your son's wedding. And then I said to Hashem, We shel Olam, Master of the Universe, I've set aside the money for this man's son to get married. So please Hashem, quick, send his son down into this world so I'm not embarrassed in the future. And Hashem listens to the prayers of tzaddikim, And within less than a year, your wife gave birth. And that money had to sit here for all those years so that I could fulfill my promise to Hashem to give you back your money for your son's wedding. So you see, my sweetest friends, sometimes it seems like the front gate is locked, but there's always a way around. By being connected to the true tzaddikim through learning their teachings and through listening and retelling their stories. May we always merit Bezat Hashem that the gates of heaven are always open to all of us, not just the front gates, but the back gates as well.
1: you know
0: Thank you so much for listening, my sweetest friends. As always, I want to thank specifically the very sweet and special Lopez family of Anaheim, California, who sent in a very generous contribution. And I'm very grateful to them. Unfortunately, they didn't answer me back when I asked them who they are. So if you hear this message, dear Lopez family, please write me back. And to all of the people that bought me cups of coffee and support the podcast on a regular basis, thank you so much for all of your contributions. And thank you for listening. And thank you for being part of this special community of Hasidic Story listeners and tellers. And until next week, my sweetest friends, may we hear good news. Go to Besores and Zai Take care, my sweetest friends.